Welcome back to Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. My name's Adam Rudy. I'm joined by Michael J. Dormer. Hello. And Alex J.K. Sheer. Just kidding. One day. <laughs> you know what? Here's what we do. Uh, like Every episode going forward, you just guess my middle initial. Eventually, you'll get it. It's not J.K. Like You're not named after J.K. Simmons. I wish. I thought Adam. I was thinking you were going for J.K. Rowling, like he got it. No, Simmons is better. Right? Simmons is much better, uh, much better choice. I'm with you. Um, did you know that uh, J.K. Simmons? He's been the voice of the yellow M&M since the '90s. Yeah, is that the sexy one? No. Well, that's depending. The... I mean, that's a subjective <laughs> question. Right. If that's you like them big point. and chunky, then yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think the oh, yellow right, one right. is the, the, one. the slender. Yeah. He's the More peanut one. one. Yeah. Oh, he's the one that sounds that acts like an idiot all he's the time. He's the big peanut one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you go to the movies, the guy gives the yellow M M&M and M the envelope, and he says, "This is your mission." And then the yellow M M&M and N says, "No, this is an envelope." That's J.K. That Simmons. was a yes. good impression. I have. Thank you. This is a Raymond podcast. Not no, an M&M podcast. this is an M and M's podcast. <laughs> this is the M and M's episode. Sure, M and M's has popped up here and there. All right, M and M's or Skittles? Um, so, I think M and M's. I know Mike's an M and M. I go hard M and M's. Absolutely. I think I go Skittles because I'm glittery, glittery and fantastic. I mean, they're both the same color. It's really just you. It's like just fruit the or taste. Chocolate. Yeah, I cho- like. Mm. M and M's, I'm you know I'm I used to hate them and now I'm now I enjoy them on occasion. I've That's always had maturity. some uh, cognitive dissonance with M and M's and Skittles because you expect the M and M's to be different flavors corresponding to their different colors, but they are no. not. They are all the same. I don't think flavor. I've ever actually. But I guess when I was little, I was like, I want to save the blue ones because they're the best. But I don't think. I ever really it's processed. why Crystal Pepsi failed because people don't like to drink a clear cola. People like to drink a brown cola. A clear cola isn't that just seltzer? No, no, no. It's a, like it's flavored like a cola, but it's clear. Yeah, that would trip me up. You yeah. know, I'm gonna be honest. That would really trip me up if I was drinking what I thought was seltzer and it ended up tasting like Coke. I, for one, prefer when you mix M and M's and Skittles together and just mm. shove a big handful that in your mouth. Chaotic. No, that is that no, is that's, no, no. I I agree. That is chaotic like that. evil. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, Did it's I ever good. tell it's you like, guys? Uh... <laughs> um, in the interest of family uh, fun, I want to tell a quick. Uh, like 30 second story about my dad when he was my age or our age with his boys um, at, you know, during a party, uh, they had a box of munchkins and uh, a few of uh, my dad and his friends took a meatball and covered it in a little bit of powder and threw it in the munchkin oh box. Oh my God. And one of their friends ate it and actually threw up. Oh. <laughs> Because that's, the expectation was so yeah, different from the reality. That's just straight up Russian roulette right there. Yeah, I kind of respect it. That, that's kind of awesome. That is that is a chaotic April Fool's joke if I've ever seen yeah, one. I've always yeah. wanted to do that, but I, I never felt that You've never had a someone. loose meatball that you can put to use. No, I need to start uh, I need to start packing. You, you remember you that? Guys, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, was that the greatest prank that you've ever you've ever come across? You guys prankers? Do we get three... Uh, 
If I've, the Raymond only person I've ever today. pranked is you. Um, when? When I, uh, well, I guess it's not really a prank, but more of a threat when I sent you that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was a straight-up death threat. Oh, that yeah. was not a, that was not a, should I tell, okay, can I tell it? Sure. If I mean, you tell it, it's it. going to become merch. <laughs> okay. So just one day I walk into my house <laughs> and I see a package from Adam Rudy. I open it. It's a t-shirt. On the front it says in my na- my name in big letters, Michael Dormer. And then I flip to the other side and it says Rest in Prosperity <laughs> 1996 to 2011. And at this point it was like 2018. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck he was implying. But that was his, uh, uh, a few years later, a few years later, I got into a very, very bad car crash. My car, I was fine, but my trunk was destroyed. And I had gotten this T-shirt and thrown it into my trunk because I was like, there is no way in hell I'm bringing this thing inside. That is some bad juju. I cra- the car got crashed. I walked away okay, but I walked around to the other side. My now demolished trunk was open in one part, and what stuck out in bold letters was I just saw "Rest in Prosperity." <laughs> and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Someone gave me a curse. I I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that really qualifies as a prank, but there's some... no. That's a death threat. <laughs> I think it's, it's more of a death me. promise. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's just funny to funny. me that you would wear your own in memoriam <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> well, it would be really baller if it was a future date. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. Yeah, I would have actively been scared <laughs> of that date coming. If yeah, yeah, Alex, you ever prank anyone? Um, I pranked myself once on accident. Um, you know those. Uh, this is not that in- intense compared to Michael to, compared to your epic prank Adam. but uh <laughs> one morning when I was in college I, I tied like I did the classic rubber band around like the removable nozzle um at the sink that faces towards you so that when you turn on the sink the the nozzle thing turns on and sprays you and you get all wet hmm. and then you know I, I go to class and come back and no one touched it and I had forgotten about it, so I used the sink, and I, I fooled myself. And then I took it apart uh, in shame. Nice. It's the last time I pranked someone. Yeah. That's some Ray Barone behavior right there. If um, the... if Last point, and then we'll go into the normal spiel. If Everybody Loves Raymond came out today, do we have Impractical Jokers as guest stars? Oh, my God. Yes, we have yeah. the Impractical Jokers come over. Maybe pursuant to this episode, maybe the Impractical Jokers are playing against Ray and Robert in a basketball tournament. Amazing. Ooh. Amazing. And then they have Those to ask guys... why the Impractical Jokers are in the Pizza League. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't play themselves. They would play characters, but you'd have to have all four of them um, yeah. on. And maybe they're like... Uh, playing against Ray in a basketball tournament, or maybe it's like uh, one of those classic episodes where Ray has to interact with other parents. Uh, Ooh, that could be fun. And they're a a polyamorous gay couple. Yeah. (laughs) Ray gets... Raymond gets... uh, really really progressive uh representation for one episode only and that one episode is the impractical joker episode the reboot would have to be about ray because ray has enough trouble like catching up to the 90s but Mm -hmm. ray would have to learn a lot 
really quick in a reboot <laughs> set in 2022. Um, Raymond loves everyone. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Um. Yeah. Well, speaking of Raymond, that's what this show is about. It's not about well, M&Ms. It not. Yeah. It's not about yeah. the Impractical Jokers. This is the only, the best, and the tastiest Everybody Loves Raymond podcast on the market today. Uh, you may have seen us recently on the uh, charts. Uh, we've been climbing the charts. I haven't told you guys this, but we were actually in the top 10 Trinidad oh. and Tobago uh, TV hey. review podcasts. Hell yeah. Trinidad. <laughs> doing it right. All right. All right. Thank um, you so much thank you very for listening, much. everyone. And we're still holding strong at the time of this recording. But as as with all of our appearances on the charts, I feel... At any moment, we are going to drop a couple hundred places. And yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have just loyal listeners that uh, in Trinidad and Tobago that are going to stick with us all 200 plus episodes. Look, I hope you do. We're bumping. We just need to work on staying up there. That's yeah, the next step. Exactly. We're, we're getting where we want to go. We just got to stay there. That's just it. like our friend Raymond in this Season 1, Episode 11 of Everybody Loves Raymond, which we're going to be talking about today. It's called Captain Nemo, Mm -hmm. and we'll get into it. We'll break it down scene by scene. But first, we have something important to talk about. Several episodes ago, you two made fun of me for hoping... you got to be more specific. (laughs) We We do make fun of you quite a lot. For hoping that people would send us emails to Raymond at postfun.info with we did. remembrances and Judge Deborah suggestions. That is true. We received an email. <gasps> Whoa! Holy crap! From an email. Joseph Vaughn with a remembrance. He Thank says, you, Joseph. Hi, guys. I've got a pretty cool remembrance that I think you'll enjoy. Back in 2009, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? ran a special series of episodes to celebrate the show's 10th anniversary. Anniversary? On... Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you do that all the time, but you don't correct yourself. I do, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) On many of these episodes, a celebrity was brought out and given a chance to answer a question correctly for charity. Here is Patricia Heaton in the hot seat. Hey, Deborah, let's hear it. Okay, so this starts... Don't tell us the answer. I want to see if we can get it. Okay. Uh, I don't think you will because it caused... When I watched this, it caused me a lot of anxiety. But uh, this starts about two minutes into this clip of Patricia Heaton on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And we're going to listen to it right now. $50,000 if you get the right answer, okay? All righty. All right, so now you're going to have 30 seconds and your time starts now. If a euro is worth a dollar fifty, five euros is worth what? A thirty quarters, B fifty dimes, C seventy nickels, or D nine ninety pennies. Holy okay. shit! So it's <laughs> worth. Sorry, so that's seven dollars and fifty cents. I'm gonna need to hear the choices over again. But that's how well, much five. We can do math. Yeah, one euro. So. It's it, the What's answer one fi- is it's got to be worth seven dollars and fifty cents. I just missed all of the options. Thirty quarters, okay. Fifty no. dimes, seventy no. nickels, or ninety pennies. So seventy nickels is. Three, I'm gonna guess a. Thirty quarters. So that would be. 
So that would, 30 quarters would be, yeah, actually, you're right. It is It is A, 30 quarters. Okay. Well, let's see how Final Patty... answer. We're both, we're both wrong. We're both wrong. Yeah, this would be really bad. This would be worse for you, Mike. This would be much worse for me. I'm the math guy. Well, don't worry, because as you'll see, um, Patty has a little bit of trouble with it as well. If a euro's worth $1.55, euros is worth 30 quarters, 50 dimes, 70 nickels, or 90 pennies. <laughs> Ran out of time. Oh. I'll throw in the other 25,000. So she didn't answer it at all? Look, as long, Let's say, as long as I don't have to tell you how many nickels it is in... No, but look, the reality is that you have not given up and you haven't lost I yet. I haven't. We got a beautiful 25,000. No, sweetheart, we can get 50,000, but you've got to just think about this. Oh, I can still answer it? Yes. Oh! You don't lose till you say final answer okay, if you have okay, the wrong. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm so nervous. Just say it. I can't say it right now. I can't. I gotta multiply it first in my head. So a euro's worth a dollar fifty. So five euros. Five times five is twenty-five. Carry the two. Five times five, six, seven. <laughs> that means seven fifty. So, <laughs> oh no. I don't know. We yeah, no, wait a minute. You know this. 50 dimes is how much? <laughs> 50 dimes? 50 dimes? Five dollars. There you go. There you go. 90 pennies. 90 cents. How many pennies make a dollar? <laughs> they really want her to get it, which is right. sweet. They're spoon-feeding it to her. Seventy nickels. How many nickels in a dollar? So seven times five. five Twenty nickels in a dollar. Regis, you're freaking me out. <laughs> Stop asking me about nickels. Okay. Thirty quarters. How many quarters in one dollar? All right, I'll give you my answer. <laughs> All right. The my answer is a thirty quarters. Uh, she got it. Yes. Good job, Patty. Oh, my God. Was that her only... Uh, she had a whole run, right? It wasn't just that one question, though, right? Uh, no, they only do one question, it looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's incredibly stressful, isn't it, to watch somebody have to multiply on TV? It's also... I do think that Regis was trying to help her out, but just having Regis Philbin in your face saying, <laughs> what's 90 pennies? Like, that's... a terrifying experience so i i feel for her 70 I nickels her. i think there were a lot of things in that clip that i would like to take out and add to the soundboard just to have Regis <laughs> yelling oh, yeah. 70 nickels at people. 70 nickels over and over again um how many times in a dollar yeah. yeah some of the comments were like this is classic math anxiety i'm a math teacher this is literally what i do every day what regis is doing here uh to walk people through the thinking. Um, yeah, I don't know. What All do you right. guys well, think? I mean, I think Regis did a good job. I think the pressure was on. Um, you know, so I guess the, the fun thing is like seeing celebrities not know things. I personally didn't enjoy <laughs> watching the anxiety go across Patricia Heaton's face. It's not, it was, that wasn't fun for me. Um, but I mean, it was, it was, 
I don't know. I think she did a good job, all things considered. Uh, I'm glad that Regis did not let her throw in the towel. That would have been really bad for her to just not answer. Yeah, Regis seems like the kind of guy who um, is very caring, but he will yell at you while he's helping you. He wants the best for you and will get mad when you don't do it for yourself. Yeah. He's kind of like a uh, like a Tony Robbins kind of guy where he's got to break you down to build you up a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who of the Barones, uh, uh, the actors, would you also like to see appear on The Millionaire? Oh, Brad Garrett. Let's see Brad if they've Garrett ever done. Cool. Brad, Brad Garrett. I would, I, would, I would enjoy watching Peter Boyle. He, him too, if yeah. If he was ever on it. Yeah, I don't know enough about Doris Roberts, but she she's always entertaining, so I definitely would not complain. Yeah. But I, I just think that Brad Garrett would be a very entertaining uh, uh, viewpoint. I don't think any of the others have. So just Ray and Patricia. Okay, so, so then here's the real question, right? Yeah. <clears throat> You're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You get a question. You need to use a lifeline. You're going to call a friend. Oh. Which member of the cast are you calling? That's a good question. I think I'd f- call Brad Garrett. You would call Brad Garrett? Yeah. Okay. My first instinct is Peter Boyle because we talked about in a recent episode him being like uh, very plugged into like activism and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think if somebody's like aware of, you know, or has like a high awareness of world or current events, I think that usually translates to being good at knowing a lot of different things and therefore being good at trivia. But I guess it depends on what the question is or what the topic of the question is. If it's a sports question, I'm going to Ray 10 times out of 10 because I do think that Ray Romano probably knows a great deal about sports. Or you could ask him to call Seinfeld. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, listen, we got got 90 90 seconds here. Can you get Jerry on the line real quick? Loop in, Jerry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, it depends on the question and... Mm -hmm. Maybe a better question is which character would you call? Mm. Because I wouldn't call Frank, even though I would call Hell Peter no. Boyle. I think I would call Deborah. I would definitely call Deborah. Of Me the too. five, yeah. I think Deborah is your best bet, unless it's sports. Because yeah, yes. Well, actually, we get she we makes get a, a sports, sports reference in this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, I would say yeah. I think that. I think that Robert would also be up on the list, but I think that the anxiety would be too much for him. Oh, yeah. I think that he'd know it. Or Robert just would like, get in much. a fight with Regis over the phone yeah. because he oh, perceives yeah. Regis is slighting yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. What game show would you like to see? I'll, I'm My first instinct was I'd love to see Ray on Wipeout and just like that falling was- over <laughs> himself. I'm, I'm with you there. That would be good. I feel like Brad like Garrett would no destroy. Deal, so I'm gonna, I'd pick Deal or No Deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, just for the crushing. I would love to see Robert on Deal or No Deal because you know he's going to have the $1 million case and the one cent case, and he's going to pick the one cent case Peanut by accident. Cashew. He's also going to go up and uh, touch each case to his chin before he picks it. Excuse me, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he goes to close the lid. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Robert versus... Um, uh, Howie Mandel, that's a real um, clash of the OCD <laughs> titans. Oh, no. Oh, I man. mean, if we ever want another bald guy for uh, Robert to go up against. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's our, that's our man. Um, so I think 
what other permutations of questions can we ask about this remembrance? I think we've covered it. I think we did pretty. I think we got it. Thank you very much. This was a this was a great uh, this was a great one. I this really was fun. Yeah. yeah, I love keep seeing, emailing uh, us. Yeah, please keep emailing us. I love seeing like Prove weird Adam things right. that people have done uh, outside of this show. One thing I would like to see besides Ray being on Wipeout is if there are any videos of um, one of these people being approached in public and um, somebody meaning to take a selfie with them but actually taking a video, um, that's a video I would like to see. Does Why? that make sense Incredibly to you? Incredibly specific. Yes, it does, because you want to see how these people are in real life, right? I want to see the fans. transition between... Um, I'm going to, I'm just minding my own business to, I have to be celebrity now and smile and be nice mm -hmm. and gracious. Right, right. I would like, I mean, that would be, I feel like that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. What I'm would you, you like to see? What's on your wish list? Of, honestly, I would love to see these characters in, or these actors doing really, really weird roles. Like mm. if, if we find a clip, I don't think it exists, but if we find a clip of, uh, Deborah, I'm sorry, Patricia Heaton doing some like sci-fi channel weird monster of the week <laughs> movie. I want to see that clip. You know what I mean? That would um, be great. Yeah. So that that's on my wish list of just like the very very strange roles or strange appearances of these characters. Yeah. Or these actors in different things. I have two that I want. One, uh, and everybody loves Raymond uh, reshoot of the pilot. But all the characters are swapped around, uh, or all the actors are swapped around. So Peter Boyle plays Robert. Uh, <laughs> Ray is played by uh, Patricia Heaton. Uh, uh, Deborah's played by Brad Garrett. But they still address <laughs> each other as the characters. Mm -hmm. like, right. The script does not change, but uh, it's just... Uh, that would be fun. Uh, be interesting. I don't know if that exists. What's the other thing? I does. No, it definitely doesn't exist. The other thing I want to see... And this definitely doesn't exist. Is Brad Garrett trying to sell me some sort of item uh, through a cell phone recording? I don't know. I don't think that would exist. <laughs> no, I think that does exist because no, he I does. Don't think that exists. No, he does the cameo, but he also does like the um, the cameo for like a business or for like um, commercial use. Like yes. there's that tier on cameo. I that bet is what there's I was people. Alluding to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I bet there's people who've like, can you please uh, record a video for our general dynamics uh, plane engine uh, conference where you can talk about how many turbines it is? I don't know how planes work. <laughs> like like a turbine sitting on his like coffee table. Yeah. Well, that's a good turbine right there. Wow. Hey, this is I good buy stuff. all my turbines from Turbine Plus. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Robert from uh, from everybody. <laughs> he touches Robert. the turbine. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. Exactly. I trust General Automatic. Uh, yeah, I, we, when we get money for this show, if and when, I should say, we <laughs> will pay for a commercial use cameo from Bar Brad Garrett to talk about, not this show, but yes, plane engines. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you to Joseph Vaughn for that remembrance. Um, keep them coming, please. We love, uh any and everything that you can send to us. 
With that, though, I think we should throw to a break because we have a lot to talk about with season one. To get into, yeah. Yeah. With season one, episode 11, Captain Nemo will be right back. Hey everybody, it's Mike from Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. We talk a lot on the podcast about spinoffs and how Ray would behave in the future. Well, I think that we can all agree that one struggle that Raymond would have in modern day life would be keeping his passwords in order. I know that I struggle constantly with remembering passwords and keeping them all in one place. Well, actually, I have good news for you if you were like me and struggle. Have you heard of one password? 1Password is the world's most loved password manager. It is the easiest way to store and use strong passwords, allowing you to log into sites and fill forms securely with a single click. Use it for your own passwords, protect everyone in your life with their family plan, like Raymond, or become one of more than 100,000 businesses that trust 1Password to secure their business and protect their data. Try it free for 14 days and support this show in the process by visiting 1Password through postfun.info slash ads. That's postfun.info slash ads. And when you get there, let them know Raymond sent you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those messages from our sponsors. We're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 11 of Everybody Loves Raymond, and it's called Captain Nemo. And I would yeah. like to know, Mike and Alex, what your overall impressions of this episode were. Let's go Alex first, alphabetically, of course. Thank you. I guess alphabetically via first names, because mm-hmm. other way around, I'd be last. I liked it. I thought this was a pretty strong episode. I thought it was fun to uh, see our boy Kevin for the first time uh, in, yes. uh, mm-hmm. in the show. Uh, I enjoyed the dynamics here between the characters. I think Ray was pulling some of his classic fuck-ups throughout the entire thing. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Mike. I Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was definitely in the upper tier of episodes that we've seen so far. It was got had some really really funny moments. Uh loved to see Robert doing his thing and and yeah, it was I thought it was a really really good episode. Yeah, I think so. Robert too. was like an actual character in yeah. this one. Like he's starting to become more included yeah definitely i thought yeah i thought it was very well done had some good character moments too some good family elements had a wholesome ending for that yeah 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 Yeah. it was a good robert episode and we got some good guest stars and um just and And like a good arc for bernie yes i was very surprised that bernie was not on the basketball team too Um, busy selling jet skis too busy selling jet skis and groping people um yep (laughs) maybe they stood up to bernie and they were like you can't you are a sex criminal you cannot be on our basketball team raymond did not stand up to bernie (laughs) there's no way in hell like come on uh i i hope you're right i hope we never have to see his mug again but now we do we definitely do um but it's nice to know raymond has more than one friend yes he's not just running around with bernie asking for more parmesan Mm-hmm. So our cold open for this episode, Ray is in the. This was a very nice, like continuous. Uh, every scene follows the next, and they're all related. Episode like there wasn't. There was they one wrote a story whole episode. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. From start to finish. Ray is in the kitchen. He's emptying the dishwasher before the basketball game, and Deborah comes in and points out that he's taking dirty dishes out of the dishwasher, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Points um, for trying. I, I will say that I related to that. I've um I've done that. Uh, more common, my mistake, is putting dirty dishes into a clean load without realizing. Oh. I've done that before without thinking twice. So, you yeah, need a system. We have uh, what I've done since I was a child. My family, you put a chip clip in the dish, like on the dishwasher, hanging off of it to indicate that it is clean. Mm, once you start, um, I refuse to get one guessing. of those freaking signs uh, <laughs> that they sell, where it's like, oh, this you is know, clean. like the rotating ones of mm-hmm. clean and dirty. What's I refuse your to with that? do that. They're, they're I, cute. I hate. I there are no words. Hanging on my walls in this house, I refuse to have it. You do not live, laugh, or love. I Is that do what not live, me? laugh, or love. You <laughs> may talk to me before I've had my coffee. <laughs> it's weird to see the lines you draw, Adam. There are no proclamations of what we do in this house. Uh, have you seen those? And we do not have to oh, explicitly yes, have, state yeah. that you are in fact welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, our I, I, welcome mat has no words on it. It is that there is this is a very friendly house to illiterate people. It's all <laughs> amazing. At any rate, um, Ray is doing or trying to do nice things and be considerate because he doesn't want Deborah to uh, guilt him about going to basketball game or practice. It's just a game. It's, a game. it's, it's a, a game. It's a game. It's a game. Deborah not evidently guilting him. She wishes him to have a good time, and Ray immediately gets defensive. Uh, but then Robert enters as Ray is crossing into the living room. Robert enters, and I thought this was a really nice brotherly moment where we actually yeah. see these guys having fun together, which I don't think we've seen before. They start mm-hmm. tossing the basketball back and forth. Um, and... Uh, what does he say at the end when uh, he says, "I'll be as, I'll be home as fast as I can"? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's like saying about like, "Oh, it's a drag. I can't believe I have to do this. I can't believe <gasps> he's open." Yeah, they, they yeah. start freaking out, and then as he's leaving after all of that, he's basically like, he turns to Deborah yeah, and is immediately, "Yeah, uh, be home as quick as possible." Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a scene. nice touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, thought I that was think a fun one. this tracks for Ray's character because like I'm imagining this same scene playing out when Raymond is a teenager and his mother actually trying to manipulate him to feel bad about leaving the house. Mm -hmm. So I think he's just grown up and like now even as an adult, he just has these expectations of like, you know, when I want to do something for myself, uh, I'm going to get guilt tripped about it. So I should just be proactively defensive. Well, we also find out later in the episode that like, it is kind of an issue that he's not as home as much as Deborah wants him to be. So maybe he just feels bad about not being there for his wife as much as he thinks that he maybe should be. But I also, yeah. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt on this one because this is playoffs and finals week. Sure. If this was every week, then yeah, that would be an obvious issue. But like maybe before this point, it was once a week. When Ray wanted, like, you know, it, it's healthy to have, yeah. you know, hobbies outside of your family. Definitely. And That's what I, I wrote mean, down, too. Yeah. Um, it it becomes an issue if he's like, and I think it reaches that point when he becomes the captain in this episode where mm-hmm. it feels like to him, 
not just to Deborah as well, but like he, he crosses a threshold where he feels like he's spending too much time away from the family. Um, and it's cool that he recognizes that. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into his whole, we actually have like an emotional arc for Ray in this episode, Dude. which is great. But we first, we get to forward in writing. It's awesome. This might be the first three-hour episode of VLELR. <laughs> oh, good God. We'll, we will brush through what we need to brush through. Um, we get the conveyor opening. I think this is a flip back from the previous episode, which I think was a play set. Um, it was. And then we cut to halftime at the basketball game. New uh, set. New set. New set. Yes, and this one gets a lot of work. I think we see it like three or four times in this episode. It um, looks good. It looks good. I think it comes solid. back too. Oh, good. In future basketball episodes? I imagine. I mean, I this set feels way too familiar to me to have only appeared in this one episode. I bet it gets repurposed for different. Yeah, they do a lot with the Cathogematorium, as it's known. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would not be surprised if this did turn into a thing for, you know, maybe eventually Michael and Jeffrey start doing basketball. Oh, yeah, and, good and point. see it again. Um, but the uh, Nemo's team comes into the locker room at halftime. They've been getting their ass handed to them. Um, by Bed Bath & Beyond. By Bed Bath & Beyond, which I thought was really funny. Uh, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. So Kevin is the captain. So we've got Kevin James, Andy Kindler, and Dave Attell are the main uh, friends who are on the team. And there's some extras who are not listed on IMDb. Yes. I gotta ask, actually. I know later in the show we get a visit from explicitly named uh, Doug. What's his Doug face? Doug Queens. Right. But here they're referring to him as Kevin. So is this just canonically Kevin James, and then he has his twin brother Doug later on? Or I think we have here? to assume that they are. I don't know if there's any reference in King of Queens, and I'd be interested to find out to this character being named Kevin Heffernan. Um, mm. but it would be, it, it, it's one of those things I think where they retconned it because he did such a great job on this show and, he, right, right. you know, so they gave him his own show and then of course there's the crossover. Um, it's sort of like we were talking about with Robert Culp in Columbo where he's five different guys. You just kind of have to assume that these are twins. It's a classic mm-hmm. doppelganger, uh, situation. Yeah, definitely doppelgangers who both happen to know Ray, and then Ray doesn't actually address that he knows both of them. Maybe Kevin goes into witness protection and moves to Queens, <laughs> but still yeah, maintains his friendship with Ray. Because you know how witness protection works. They typically move you about five miles yep. away from where you are already living. And you can stay in touch with all your old friends and family and everything. Um, exactly. That sounds about right. I think I don't know if we're meant to assume that Kevin and Doug are the same person. I think that makes mm-hmm. more sense, and I think we can just chalk this up to um, Kevin changing his name legally to Doug okay. Heffernan well, in, in the in, in the in the <laughs> guest episode where he comes back as Doug. Is it like they're meeting for the first time? Or are question. they already established friends? Yeah, we, we I'd be paying attention I think, to this to the Doug episode too, because if there's a reference to a basketball team, well, then we know for sure. I don't they're meant think to they're the same, same people. I don't think they're meant to be. You the think same they're people. just doppelgangers? I think it's just a doppelganger situation, and you guys are going way too into this. I, I, even I, for me, you guys are going way too into this, and I, I go way not. into this. I hope All you're right. wrong. 
Well, yeah. So Doug's doppelganger, Kevin, is the captain of the uh, Nemo's basketball team, and uh, he's not doing a very good job. But I thought it was a funny line when he pointed out that Bed Bath & Beyond shouldn't actually be in the Pizza League. Um, I will say this. They don't play against another pizza team. Yeah, I know. They go up against a Chinese restaurant in the finals. They don't play another pizza team. I don't know. Maybe it's like the winner of each specific Maybe it's the food cuisines league? league. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You think food falls under beyond like the, the restaurant? <laughs> I mean, they probably sell like candy and stuff. Yeah, they stuff definitely do. They're one of those beyond. stores where you can buy that... chocolate at the checkout. We got no, <laughs> Welcome to Bed Bath and Beyond. Over here we got the beds, here we got the baths, here we got a whole Beyond Burger section. <laughs> it's an Italian restaurant, of course that um serves you on sheets and pillowcases yeah yeah Yum. sponsored um, by carlos bakery the cake boss <laughs> bed bath and beyond and boss um bed bath boss and beyond yes bed boss and beyond this is bed nonsense um yeah. <laughs> so yeah we've got kevin Always james is. andy kindler and david tell david tell only appears on one other episode but andy uh, recurs throughout the series, I think, and then, or at least David up to the point. David Tell is the one who's smoking, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then, obviously, Kevin gets replaced by Doug at a certain point uh, right. and appears less frequently, but this is our first exposure to Ray's like, core group of friends um, with some additions yeah. and uh, exits over the course of the series. But uh, the team is flailing, so they start to have a mutiny and vote Kevin out as the captain. Doesn't Dave, Kevin quit? Kevin quits. No he, no, he comes back. Well, no, he quits being captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He quits because but, they start doubting his abilities, and so Dave his suggests... His ability to switch to zone defense. Yes. What the hell, man? Yeah. I don't know much about basketball, but I'm pretty... Isn't zone defense like the standard way to do it? There are two. There are two modes of ba- of basketball defense. Uh, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I not uh, do hold this? On. Oh, well, shit. you can. <laughs> okay. Let me pull up the soundboard. Here we go. All right. Teach us about the zone defense, if you would. Okay. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's like there are two basic modes of basketball defense. There's man-to-man, the one that we're typically familiar with, where you run around and you try to stay on one specific dude. Then you have zone defense, in which all five players are responsible for one specific area of the basketball court. That way is typically more effective unless you have... Well, if you have a specific guy that's really, really fast, you might want to do man-to-man, but zone defense allows you to maybe double up on guys and put more pressure on specific areas. So, yeah, I mean... Double up on guys and put more pressure on specific areas. Great. As Um, we all know, sports are all just one big analogy for sex. We all all know this. (laughs) I have this issue when we do Sports Guy where... um, you play the song while Mike's talking, and I get so into the song, I don't listen to what Mike's saying. <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I love you, my friend. You, you, no, I, no, I get it. I but get it. It, Adam wrote too good a song. Yeah. We need to, get... like, we need a, at the end of the series, we need to release an album um, of just just the tracks for people to enjoy yeah. without us ruining them by we'll talking over do a 45. It. One side will be Judge Deborah, and the other side will be Sports Guy. <laughs> we'll release it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. To jukeboxes around the country. 
Um, so yeah, the, they're mad at Kevin for not doing the zone defense. Dave suggests that Ray be the captain, um, but Ray is sort of hesitant about it, and uh, like so you can they, see him slowly getting excited about it. But yeah. by the time he's like excited enough to accept, they've moved on. Yeah, yeah. They, he shows even the slightest bit of hesitation, and they're like, uh, "Well, what about Robert?" And then he's I th- big. Yeah. He's tall. Andy. <laughs> And this is like a runner through the episode. Andy being excited about how tall Robert is is really funny. I mean, um, I will say that would be the he's that's primarily the reason why they're winning. It's because of the oh that yeah brings it really yeah. far. But I mean, we get into basketball then, where like you know your best player doesn't make your best captain, mm-hmm. right? True, yeah, true. That is very true. But I will say, so Robert takes over, and this is a spoiler going forward. But like. They win when Robert's the captain. True. They win every game that he plays in, but which I think is two. the fun stops. Yeah. Well, f- and also, it's a bit of a dick move because when Robert takes over, he stops playing Raymond, like, completely. Yeah. He says at first, I don't want to be accused of nepotism, but I mm-hmm. think there starts to be a little bit of, like, getting back. Anti-nepotism. At- yeah. Anti-nepotism. Very good. Um, like getting back at Ray, of course, for his life of being inferior to him. Um, so we leave that scene where Robert uh, starts everybody but Ray, and uh, we go back to the living room. Deborah's on the phone with a new friend, Shelly, who we've never heard her be on the phone with before. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, um, new friend, new friends for everyone this time. The uh, they're talking about a birthday party at the Happy Zone, and um, Ray uh, comes in, and he is of course sad because Robert didn't put him on. Uh, but Deb is happy that he that Robert became the captain, uh, and for Ray not playing as much because, uh, you know, they're going to the happy zone later, and he can spend more time with the kids, and uh, etc. But uh, obviously, Deborah clocks that Ray wants to be the captain and is jealous of Robert and teases him about it, which I thought was a nice uh, dynamic thing. Some some yeah, innocent fun. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's you know. Maybe trying to get to like a more central issue, you know, getting Ray to open up about his feelings, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a an eternal struggle for Deborah. True. Uh, there's a big glass of milk on the coffee table. I noticed that uh, there is a lot of milk in this. Episode. Did anyone else get nervous when Ray was taking off his shoe right in front of that glass of milk? Uh, no, actually. Like I was I afraid he was were. just gonna pull it off and knock the milk off the table. That would have been good because of the later Ray with the shoe incident, and that would have been a callback to this. Oh. Yeah. You're right, but I guess they decided it was funnier for what happened with the glass of milk later. Yeah. Too little, too late, EOR. Which was, they they start having this conversation, and uh, is this, this is when Deborah brings up the fact that, like, you know, it's almost like Ray's never home because he has road trips. He goes to work, and then when he comes home, he runs off to basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's when this is the first time we really start to hear that that's something that really bothers Deborah. Which I, I can understand why that would be a big concern. You got young kids; it's a lot of work. Number yeah. one, but number two, like if you have a young family, you know you're not going to have a young family forever. You want to be there for the kids while they're small. Their developmental years are some of the most important. Mm-hmm. I think if each parent gets like maybe a night a week where they can just go off and do something just for themselves, I think that's an awesome compromise and very healthy as well. 
and gives each respective parent a night alone with their kids, which I think could True. be really great for the kids as well. Mm-hmm. I think so. Maybe uh, Deborah needs something as well. Like we said before, like it's not an issue to have separate hobbies and to you sure. know take time apart, but. When it feels like uh, there's some neglect happening or a degree of neglect, I think for Deborah, seeing Ray want to take on more responsibility with the basketball team and spend more time doing that, I think that's what she's worried about. Um, and I think that crosses that threshold for her of, oh, this isn't just something that you do once a week anymore. This is going to be something that you're spending multiple nights a week on. Um and then I think eventually it crosses that once Ray becomes the captain, I think it crosses that threshold for him as mm-hmm. well. It's all about balance, you yeah. know, work, life, family, hobbies. Uh, I will also say, I think it's in this scene, uh, Ray mentions he's been playing with these guys since high school, True. which I don't have anything to add to that. I just thought it was worth bringing up to remember that uh, these friends are are apparently yeah. uh, school friends that... Uh, and they all kind of just uh, stayed close. in town and hung out. And from what I know about Limbrook, it's not uncommon for no. people <laughs> who grow up here to stay here. That, that adds up. That that yeah. yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, especially when you see the type of men that these men are. Um, but yeah, oh that's, my god! I think that's kind of a universal thing for people who grow up in any kind of town. You know, not growing up in like a city or something. Is like the people who stay behind, uh, you know, you wanna, you wanna give them a close look of like, are you staying behind just because you like it here, or are you sort of, you know, arrested in like, <laughs> wanting to stay in the place where you grew up and not wanting to engage with the wider world? Mm-hmm. I think for Ray, it's a mix of both because Ray has a job where he gets to go all over the place and see things, and he could move you know, into the city or closer to the airport or whatever. But he chooses to live across from his parents. Yeah. Um, we also learn later on, much later on, how they acquired this house in a flashback. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, it wasn't, like, in like really up to Ray. Like, it was more of a Marie suggestion, and Deborah jumped on it, and the joke was, you know, she didn't know what she was getting into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I think I which, remember you know, I do know the last episode of this season is called How Did We Get Here? And it's about, you know, them questioning why the hell do we live across the street from these guys? So oh, I'm so maybe that's in, the episode. Then. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm interested in finding out. Yeah. That's something we'll have to look a, forward to. We'll have a very special uh, finale for the season. We'll yeah. do something fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yes. So where are we? Hold on. I was just saying that I think the last thing we were saying was that you know, it's it's about finding the balance, and it seems yeah. like there's starting to be a little bit of conflict. And as that conversation is happening, we get an entrance from Frank, who I th- which I this is I thought this was Frank very, and very Robert, cute. right? Yeah, Frank and Robert, and as Frank is just so proud I of know. Robert for being the captain, which and is Robert... funny, just because he shows no pride in Robert's other accomplishments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But captain of the basketball team in he's, the pizza league. He's a yeah. lieutenant sergeant of the NYPD, and he's just like, hey, you're a leader because you were the captain of an adult men's amateur <laughs> basketball team. I thought, and it, Robert, like, you can tell he's proud of himself as well, and it's like he's he's enjoying being recognized for something, and it's like, clearly this is a good thing for 
Frank and for Robert to see him have anything at all, which is, you know, <laughs> as we've yeah. seen, Robert kind of needs a win, and I think this is a good win for him and for Frank to be over the moon. He, I want to point out, Frank said he's proud of the Barone boys mm-hmm. uh, for he continuing a long legacy of academic excellence. Um, Hell yeah. So Athletic excellence, you mean? Oh, I wrote down academic. Why didn't I write down academic? Yeah, no, athletic. No, it's not epic academic. It's definitely not academic, yeah. <laughs> There's um, no legacy of academic excellence that I can see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I thought this was this was cute. Frank just starts drinking the glass of milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he raises it up like he's toasting the room mm-hmm. and then starts chugging it. Yeah. No idea whose that was originally. Uh, I think it was Ray. I think at some point Ray goes to get milk and cookies because then Robert takes away his cookie because it's yes. fatty. Uh, uh, and this is our first glimpse of Robert taking this maybe a little too seriously. Um, right. And then we see it uh, in uh, uh, clearly in the next scene. Uh, it's the end of another game and the team comes into the locker room. They're all happy because they won. Uh, but Robert considers it a moral defeat because they didn't perform to his standards. He says that they got lucky. Um, and then I do like yeah. the little touch of whoever didn't play does not have a sweat-drenched shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a cute little and detail. And Ray was the only one. <laughs> Everybody else was, was absolutely was drenched, and Ray was perfectly clean. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed that he only played for two, two minutes the entire game. And then, and then Robert <laughs> says, and we won. That was good. Which was a burn. Uh, speaking of burns, Robert takes Dave's cigarette and puts it out on his hand. So further oh evidence God. of Robert being heat resistant, as we remember from Turkey or Fish, when he's carrying a hot <laughs> pot in his bare hands. Uh <laughs> wow, which is crazy. We need to we need to make a catalog of all of his superpowers. Yeah. So right now we have super strength, heat resistance, and heat resistance at mm-hmm. the very least. I I am also gonna say I thought it was just straight up badass when he put out the thing in his palm. He was yeah. looking him in the eye. Yeah. He was not looking at his hand. Yeah, you could intimidate a that is you could intimidate like a tiger with that move. I thought that was yeah. I was, he was. I was impressed. Uh, Robert should be, if there is a spinoff, and obviously there won't be, but were there to be one, it should be one of these limited Disney plus Marvel series about a superhero, <laughs> but it's about Robert. Yeah. Sergeant uh, Barone. Sergeant Barone. Yeah. A Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, he gets catapulted to a galaxy far, far away. Um, Raymond is still somehow in charge of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> It's the new Emperor's Apprentice. He keeps fucking everything up. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody is unhappy with Robert uh, for mm-hmm. taking this too seriously, and Ray even says that nobody likes him this way, which um, implies that they liked him before, which is nice uh, that Robert had people <laughs> who liked him. I mean, that was him. a clear insult. I don't think that that was what Ray was going for, but yeah, uh, I mean... Well, we do see that, you know, in the next episode, spoiler... Uh, Ray and Robert sort of share a group of friends for the most part. Sure. Um, it feels more like Robert is kind of hopping on yeah. to the Ray train with yeah. these friends. Yeah, or he did initially. Like how st- yeah, how it started. Um, but then Robert, uh, because he's being criticized, quits. And very uh, nice detail of him touching the clipboard to his chin. 
Um, yes. And then Andy calls after him, basically saying, come back, you're huge, which I thought was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a great line. <laughs> and then we cut back to the kitchen with Deborah. Ray comes in, tells Deborah that Robert quit and reveals, of course, that he is the captain. Oh, and- oh, 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 oh. Right at this moment, right at this moment, did anyone else see it? See what? Did anyone else see it? Did you what? see it at home, listener? At 10 minutes, 55 seconds, we got a boom mic. Ah, we did? I boom. missed it. Yes. Oh. The first one I've seen in the series since this rewatch. Very um, momentous. I, I mentioned in like the first episode, this happens more often, or every once in a while, a boom mic uh, gets caught in the frame and not edited out. And uh, this was the first one I've spotted. I probably missed one already, but I was uh, I was very excited to reveal that one fact. I'm proud yeah. of you. Right as Raymond's walking to the fridge, you can see it. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's further evidence of this first season being kind of shoddy for this show. Um, yeah. But it's a charming shoddiness, you know? It feels sure. handmade and uh, just a little irregular. Um, but yeah. Uh, so there in the kitchen, Ray tells uh, Deborah that he is the captain, and thus he cannot go to the happy zone. Um, yeah, yeah, and Deborah's a little more than a little peeved at that. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I think uh, that's the end of that scene, and the yeah, we cut to commercial. We yeah. go to our favorite Peacock commercials, um, mm-hmm. which we're not going to talk about. Ray nope. in the next scene, though comes in and it's dark and it's clearly nighttime. Deborah comes down the stairs and turns the light off to find Ray laying on the coffee table in pain. Uh, he says, um, you know, various things, including, I think I pulled a liver. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. He's decent, clearly decent been bit. working hard on the court. Um, I want to point out that I have a very similar shirt to Ray's in this scene, and that was very distracting to me. I believe <laughs> I believe it. I will say that one of the things that's just I thought was just very interesting is like obviously he didn't get injured at his house, right? True. So he walked in through the door, mm-hmm. did not turn on any lights, cleared off the coffee table, yep. lied prostrate on it. And then started screaming in pain. Yeah, I can. I can. Then Deborah came down the stairs. I I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. I can kind of see that unfolding in my mind very clearly. I just love the idea because if he wanted to talk or if he wanted comfort or anything like that, it would have been just as easy to like call up to Deborah and like and and things like that. I just I don't know. I think it was just a very dramatic thing. Oh yeah, that was very funny. I can imagine first dramatic role. I can imagine uh, Ray pretending not to be injured at the game and then uh, sort of grimacing on the way home and then finally he gets home and he can be pathetic as is yep. his natural state. Yep. Um but uh Deborah comes down the stairs and sort of lifts him onto the couch and uh tells Ray about their time at the happy zone. They had a great time. Allie knocked yeah. down a boy to defend the twins, and she makes yeah. a reference, like this is the sports reference we were talking about, to yes. Mark Messier, yes. who is... 
Marc Messier is one of the all-time great NHL hockey players. Spent 25 years in the NHL playing primarily for the Edmonton Oilers, New York Rangers, and Vancouver Canucks. He won five championships, five Stanley Cup championships with the Edmonton Oilers, but he has a very special place in the heart of New York hockey fans because he is the one in 1994 who led the New York Rangers to their first Stanley Cup victory in over 54 years, earning him the nickname Mark the Messiah Messier. He was known very fondly for his uh, very aggressive and very physical playing style. So in the scene when Deborah references the hip check, she was referencing how aggressive Mark Messier is. He's now a national, he's now in the NHL Hall of Fame, one of the all-time greats, like I said, probably after Wayne Gretzky. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's Mark Messier. You actually wow. timed that perfectly. Um, I didn't have the loop on, but the song uh, ended right when you said that you were done. Oh, and uh, just one little tidbit that I got because I was curious about this too, and I looked yeah. it up. His number is retired. I didn't know that. His number is retired. So if you ever go to MSG, Madison Square Garden, and see anything, show, next game, whatever it is, you will see his jersey, number 11, hanging in the rafters. Mm. Uh, you will, I also thought it was very funny. Like I said, he's in the Hall of Fame as an Edmonton Oiler. New York Rangers retired his number in a game against the Edmonton Oilers. So I thought Ooh. that was a very funny, you know, Yeah, that's a little... Too. Uh, a little sass towards yeah. those poor Albertans who <laughs> yeah. just want—they don't have much. They have I'm, a lot. Of, they have a lot in hockey. They don't oh have yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rams feeling really bad about missing uh, the 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 fun zone after hearing uh, all this at yeah. the happy place. Sorry. And then he felt even worse once Deborah revealed that Michael said his first word. They were driving on presumably the Long Island <laughs> Expressway. And a truck cut them off, and uh, he said what Ray usually says when trucks cut them off, uh, and I think we can all deduce that it's most likely fuck. So it's probably yeah. yeah. Michael's first word is fuck, just like our Michael's first word <laughs> was fuck. No bullshit. My first name was actually my first word was actually duck. Um, oh, so you, yeah. very wow. close. So yeah. clearly you, you meant pronounced to say, it wrong. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Duck. Yeah. Uh, and Ray is sad that he missed all of this, like Alex said, and um, is disappointed that, uh, or tells Deborah and disappoints her that he can't do anything tomorrow because he has the basketball playoffs. Mm-hmm. And at this point, yeah. Marie enters and gives the performance of the episode. She is furious yes. <laughs> at Ray for betraying Robert. Uh, she says he I... sold him down the river for his own glory makes mm-hmm. reference to Richard III or that guy on Young and the Restless. I didn't look up what it could mean. It could mean any number of guys on a soap opera. Um, but she delivers this tirade and gets an applause break from the audience. The performance of the episode, without a doubt. Truly. It, is this the only time we see Marie this episode? I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Uh, and she comes in like a hurricane and... She sure does. Leaves like one, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she tells Ray to go apologize to Robert and make it better. And so we go across the street. Robert is in the Barone kitchen eating a Chinese food meal for seven. 
and an ungodly <laughs> amount of Chinese food. <laughs> which, I mean, it's explained in a sec, but I also wrote down that was a lot. Of, and it was all open, too. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not no, he saving any of it. that for later. That's one. <laughs> no, this <is laughs> or it's the giant sampler platter. Uh, this is his okay. sadness meal. So Ray comes over, and uh, Robert at this point reveals that Marie is upstairs hitting his speed bag, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, what is that? What's a, speed a speed bag, bag is that? that thing that hangs from the... When we were in the Stallone oh. zone, remember those things that were hanging from the ceiling? The yeah, yeah, yeah. The one punching that you bags. the punches on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, which I thought was funny that it's like Marie has this routine when she gets angry <laughs> that she it's goes very, and very, blows yeah. off steam. Um, it's a great image, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray invites Robert to come back to the team, but not as the captain, as a player. Um, he, cause, he gets really excited when Ray starts to ask him back, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, he Ray refers to Robert as the missing link on the team, and I thought it was funny that Robert <laughs> says, I've heard that before. Um, further <laughs> evidence that funny. Robert is some kind of mutant. Um, <laughs> but uh, Robert does not want to come back as a player, Um and he reveals the origin of this large Chinese meal. Uh, he's being recruited by Wohop's Chinese Takeout to uh, be on their team. He says they made a very compelling offer or something yeah. like that. He says something to that effect. And I just, I love the idea because this happens in NBA all the time of like one team will scout out the best player and like will do all, like give them both. I love the idea that that's happening in this amateur. <laughs> on a uh, micro scale. On a micro scale of, yeah. The just pizza like, league. The mutant's free. Go send him <laughs> all the Chinese food. <laughs> See what we can do to get him. Um, yeah. I, uh, and it's also yeah. like, I don't blame Robert for saying no here because he knows his worth and it's very clear that Ray is offering this just as a kind of, not, not out of necessarily out of concern for the brother, just as a concern of this will get Deborah off my back, yeah. this will get Marie off my back. Him coming get... back on the team yeah. and being submissive and happy as not the captain would solve all of Ray's problems. True. True. Or but, And Robert kind of points that out. Uh, and yeah, Robert yeah, says yeah. you get everything, and Grace just like no, that's like four four things, things. <laughs> but it's all the things he needs right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was. A, yeah. I thought it was nice to see Robert sort of stand up for himself. Like you said, he knows mm-hmm. his worth now. He knows that he can be a good basketball captain. Um, yeah, and then uh, we go to the next scene where uh, Allie comes into the kitchen. Deborah's there. Um, making breakfast uh ali importantly tells deborah that ray is singing in the shower uh and then as they all are sitting down to eat breakfast uh deborah and the twins and ali uh kevin andy and dave enter they're looking for oh. ray uh and this is just a chaotic scene <sighs> these guys suck. of some man children invent invading this space kevin tries to steal the twins food from a it's not even like a joke or anything. Like he's serious. Yeah. He wants food, and he's about to take it out of Jeffrey's mouth. Oh my god! And then you see Andy then... drinks the orange juice straight from the carton, and then... not your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Dave uh, starts to light a cigarette on the stove. I thought it was funny he... that he calls Allie and Nark. Though I, was, I had the exact same thing. <laughs> you know. 
when looking at these guys, it's amazing that Ray is as good as he is. Yeah, yeah. true. You know what? Yeah, and like, throw Bernie into the mix as well. Yeah, and and the the only, and Leo. Oh yeah, and of course yeah. Uh, the late great. Um, but Deborah, <laughs> knowing that Ray is upstairs in the shower and to uh, you know have a little fun with these man children, she tells them to go upstairs and uh, see him. Okay, I need to say. When we get to the shower room, and uh, we 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 oh yeah the bathroom <laughs> the bathroom, and uh, we we focus on Ray. Now I want to preface this by saying, I don't like to curse a lot on this show, because I want the times when I do curse to really like uh, have a punch to it, like really lay on the importance of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And with that said, who the fuck? Sings Camp Town Ladies <laughs> in the shower. I get that he has kids. Mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, he's... What the hell, Ray? I don't... And uh... so passionately. <laughs> he's into it. He's into it. Oh, yeah. Allie has a very cute moment at the beginning of the scene, too, where she's like, Daddy's singing in the shower. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Yeah, I thought that was adorable. I mean... I understand the song choice for the real reason that that it's royalty free. Oh yeah, and they can just True. use it. True. Um, but but still, man, I just like <laughs> I heard that. I'm just like, that's ridiculous. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and then his asshole friends, and Mike, we hang out a lot. Yeah. I don't think we would hang out as much if you did what these friends <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah. G- gonna be honest. Gonna be honest. I'm good not seeing my bro's dicks, and they seemed all too comfortable <laughs> with with looking in the shower there. Yeah. Or fair, but they didn't know which way he was facing. They yeah. were ready. Oh though. yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, they did not look down, so they have that uh, boundary mm, yeah. there. They re- they looked directly in his eyes as he was washing himself. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I don't know if that's better. <laughs> <laughs> they had no shame. Yeah, exactly. I think just Kevin and Andy poke their heads into the shower. Uh, Kevin does a. Uh, pretty funny ray impression throughout it was this pretty scene. good that was yeah does, really yeah. good um and meanwhile dave is brushing his teeth with ray's toothbrush and going through the medicine cabinet um they uh try to uh, or they confront ray about some of his mismanagement as team captain he accidentally yeah, ordered ray's yeah not a good captain no yeah he uh, track he's stuff. spreading himself too thin true yeah, yeah he uh Accidentally ordered style seventy instead of style seventeen from the uniform catalog. Yeah, I think it was catalog. the other way around. Other way Not around. That it matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At any rate, matter. instead of basketball uniforms, they got cheerleader uniforms. Um, I wish they wore them. Yeah, I, I know that would have been really they... funny to see them wear them at the end of the episode. That would have been funny. I don't understand why they need new uniforms for the playoffs. That's yeah, not the point. But when just... uh, Wohop's Chinese takeout comes in at the end, they're also wearing. You know, just T-shirts with the restaurant name on them. It's not like maybe they wanted to be like a step up. You know, I guess so. Um, but overall, it's a chaotic scene, and Ray ushers them out of the bathroom, and he's as he's going to go down and take care of everything. Um, we see the next step, uh, the next scene. Ray comes downstairs. He's got his shirt halfway buttoned. He's putting on his boot, and we get a nice little pratfall. This is our second time actually seeing somebody do a pratfall behind the couch. Which of yeah. course is the most convenient place to put the mat. Truly, um, absolutely. 
Ray's demeanor is he's generally overwhelmed with all the big things that a captain's got to do. Um, mm. And Deborah, you know, she is understanding, but uh, she just uh, is giving the kids breakfast and just having a nice time there. And Ray's about to run out, and he looks back over his shoulder, and he decides that uh, what he's missing out on at home is actually more important than the basketball team. And Deborah says, I thought "That was a really cute moment." Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I think that was like the first time I saw Ray like really like passionate about his family and yeah. making the choice for like a legitimately good reason. Like there was no ulterior motive; he just wanted to spend time with his yeah. family. Mm-hmm. And, and Deborah says really something sweet. like, "What about the team? What are they going to do without the captain?" And Ray says, "I just retired," and I thought mm-hmm. that was nice. And that's the end of the scene. Oh, no, and then there's the thing of, like, hey, is there any more French toast? And she's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you can get me some, yeah. That was I thought nice. uh, I yeah. thought he was going to say, you know, this is my team or oh, something wow. like that. Oh, that would have been a Disney that would have been certified right on the mic nose. drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go to our hot clothes uh, where we are um, seeing, look, we've had sex implied. We've had sex confirmed. Mm-hmm. This is, I feel like this is as close as we're going to be to seeing sex happen on the screen. Plus Clearly. one. This is indeed one for the cum counter. All right. All right. 70 nickels. Oh, I'm going to get a sound effect. <laughs> no, wait, no. Adam, Adam, you don't have to get a sound oh. effect for the cum counter. I'm thinking oh, like, yeah. do not trust Ooh, that you. would be good. Ooh, we, could do, we could do, cool oh way, yeah, man. we could do like a porn like, uh, chicka chikao kind of thing, or that. my yeah. first instinct was just a splat, um, which I think is what <laughs> I'll probably go with. Um, That's kind of the most disgusting option that we. Ray play. and Deborah are clearly postcoital here. They've had some good old sex because Ray uh, stood up and did what was best for his family and showed that he cared and was rewarded in the kingdom of sex, not heaven. Um, he looked befuddled. Um, I, I've but... never heard the kingdom of sex before. But I love that. <laughs> it's a kingdom I want to live in. Hey, yo. Um, hey, yo. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Deborah says something like, I wonder how the team is doing. And then we see, we cut, smash cut to mm-hmm. the locker room. And Andy is serving poorly in the role of captain. It's the end of the game. And uh, they are all. Uh, you know, defeated, and Robert and Wohop's Chinese takeout comes in, so and was, they I have the trophy. Really funny. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a really funny reveal. Of just this like, is... Andy's just like, we tried our best, everybody. We shouldn't feel bad, blah, blah, blah. And then just these guys <laughs> chanting as he comes in. Robert's wearing the net, carrying yeah. the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly thrilled with himself. Over yeah, the moon. Was, yeah, I thought it was uh, yeah. a nice close. Yeah. I like that it ended with Robert having a win. He deserved mm-hmm. it, and hopefully this uh, is the catalyst that, you know, as we've already talked about, we're going to see Robert grow and change in ways that we never would think possible throughout the series. I'm hoping this is the inflection point that uh, gets Robert to think, you know what, maybe I should make some changes in my life. And then it uh, only takes eight years. but eventually I'm going to start going to get Chinese food more often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I mean uh, just a good uh scene. I I think this is the most 
other than the smash cut to Japan in Frank mm-hmm. the Writer, the most non-white people on screen and... Um, yeah, you're Very right. Very true. You're not wrong. It's, yeah, you know, good. Um, you know, whenever whenever they have people of uh, of different races that aren't white on this show, I always get worried a little bit. Oh, that yeah. they're going to do something super, especially not cool. Same. when yeah. it's a you know a Chinese takeout a basketball team. You worry mm-hmm. that uh, they're going to take it. There's in There's going to be something racist. Yeah. yeah. But nope, they were they fine. Didn't they just acknowledged that it was a Chinese restaurant and treated them like normal people? Which thank, <laughs> thank you for that, writers. Uh, yeah. So far, they so were, good. I think they were jumping up and uh, yeah, I thought it was yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm with all it. right. I don't think there was anything. Nope, all good. Yeah. Yep, I think we cleared the uh, the representation test here. All good. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bare minimum, but we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the episode, and now is the time to uh, uh, yeah. break out the barometer and evaluate Ray's performance as a husband, father, son, brother, basketball captain, uh, friend, and lover on this episode, uh, season one, episode 11. It's called Captain Nemo and... We're rating Ray on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the great dads of television history, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince, Danny Tanner from Full House, 1 being men who actively harm their families, Don Draper and Walter White. Mike, where are you coming in this episode for our good friend Ray Barone? So I'm torn. I'll be honest with you. I'm torn because I think that... Over the entire course of the episode, he does have a lot of growth as a father. I think at the end, he's a very, very good dad, or at least we're led to believe that he's a very, very good dad because he recognizes the importance, he reprioritizes, he leaves things behind when he does recognizes he doesn't need them. Um, and so I, I want to give him, obviously not a perfect rating because he does spread himself too thin and exposes his children to his wild and not at all good um, uh, friends that come in and just rampage through the kitchen. Uh, and I like we didn't talk about it, but I like how Deborah, after she finally gets them all out of the kitchen, she sits down with Allie and is just like, Allie, do you want to talk about what you just saw? <laughs> She's um, like, yes. Yes. I So I want to give him a positive rating on that. On the flip side... I don't think he was as good a brother as he could have been. I think that he was not. Um, I think that Robert was uh, clearly sure he had to confront Robert. I'm not saying that he was wrong to say something about Robert going over the top with the with the captain thing, but it came across to me like a power play. I don't know if that's fair, but it came across to me like a power play when he left. He just kind of stepped up and didn't really have any remorse for that and didn't really show any remorse when he came to Robert later in the sh- later in the episode. Um, so yeah, I'm torn. Um, I guess I'm going to give him like a five and a half, I'd say. Cause I think, okay. I think all, all right. things considered, it's probably pretty neutral, but I want to acknowledge his growth as a dad. So yeah, I'll give him a five and a half. All right, Alex. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to start with the Robert stuff. When, Ray goes to talk to Robert. Uh, he does kind of he he's coerced into doing it, but I feel kind of his main reason to do it was, or the main reason he did it was because his mom 
oh so politely asked him to go talk to Robert. Um, and I think he did it in a, as part of the reason is to kind of right a wrong that had occurred. That wasn't necessarily his fault. Um, obviously, I think Ray believes that it was kind of, you know, Robert's uh, letting the coaching go to his head. That kind of was his own. He was his own downfall. And I think that's a fair take. Um, obviously, every, the the rest of the cast uh, was not there or the rest of the main cast, I'd, I'd say. So I'd. Uh, the Olive Branch Ray offers Robert, I felt, was reasonable. I mean, I, I wouldn't offer him the captainship back no. um, after, you know, the actions Robert took. Um, and I think what he really wanted was, well, he wanted, he wanted his problems to be solved, but that his problems being solved also means that everyone else in his life would also be happy or at least, uh, you know, satisfied with that conclusion. So I think that action was the right move at that point. Um, I've never seen Ray care so much or at all about his kids <laughs> and show an active interest in them as people. When Ray, when Deborah was telling Ray about like their trip to the happy zone, like Ray was completely and absolutely interested the entire time. He asked, he showed initiative, he was curious, and he wants to be there with his kids and at the end he you know he he holds up to that decision and for that reason i feel comfortable giving him a seven okay all right um yeah what you guys are saying about the robert stuff is playing in for me um in a bigger way than i thought because i would have liked to see ray at that point offer robert co-captains equals mm -hmm. um rather than have you know offer him a subservient role because robert you know as we know has been underneath ray in terms of status his whole life or ray's whole life at least um and i think it would have been a nice gesture for ray to say you know you went wrong in a couple places here are what people didn't like about what you were doing, but we can work it out to where I do some of this stuff and you do some of this stuff. And then at the end, maybe we have the brothers win together because they've learned the value of, uh, you know, working together or whatever. or whatever. But at the same time, you know, that takes away that other thread of Ray spending time with his family. Um, he wouldn't have learned that lesson if he, you know, was learning the lesson about getting along with Robert. So I think the way this episode is structured, Robert necessarily has to be hurt by Ray so that he can go off on his own and win for the other team. Um, and Ray needs to not have competing with Robert be a source of, you know, conflict so that he can focus on spending time with his family. If any of this makes sense, I'm figuring it, it out as I'm saying it. But, uh, so I think the way that Ray treats Robert in taking the captainship away from him is shitty. And, you know, not offering him co-captains is shitty. I understand why it has to be done that way. Um, so I'm not, I'm not knocking him too much for that. Like with that alone, I put him still at like a six or a five and a half, like where you were, Mike. Um, mm -hmm. but 
the way that, like Alex was saying, the way that he shows how much he cares for his family in this episode and then giving it up, giving up the team at the end, um, I think that bumps him up to a seven. And then, of course, you know, I always like to give Ray points when he has good old sex. He did so have good old sex. I've got to give him a 7.5. He tried new stuff. He tried probably. new stuff. He, I think he, you know, put what was important into perspective. I understand that he had to, you know, Robert had to get hurt in the process. Um, and that's just, that knocks him down a little bit. Like maybe if he had been co-captains with Robert and they won together, I'd be giving him a nine. But um, yeah, I'm going to give him a 7.5. All right, that adds up together to average out to be a 6.7. Can we round that up to a 7? Is that allowed? No, we have we oh. go out to the 10th so okay, far. I mean, we could go back points. and yeah. I mean, I might I'm to, I think I feel like 5.5 is a little too low for me actually. You want to bump it well, up to a 6 so too late, it rounds too late. better. We're too, going forward. We're going forward. Too, too late. 6.7 out of 10 for Ray okay. this episode. See, I, I felt that too. Like when I go first at, or close to first and I, after I hear everyone else talk, I feel like, oh my God, am I the weird one? Am I the asshole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, there's different yeah. perspectives and that's important. Yeah. That's why we take the average. Yeah. Um, that's only Is a Ray very... a good dad? These three white guys assemble <laughs> to determine... <laughs> That's a very slight dip from the previous episode. Um, pretty, he's at pretty, seven. Yeah, pretty playing. So this pretty, is good. Yeah, neutral. Yeah. It brings his average up yeah. to a five point two from a five point one. So him. moving yeah. in the right direction. Definitely. All in all, I would Keep say going, this is Ray. a good episode for Ray. Um, I'm proud of him. I'm glad he fucked. I'm glad he. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm glad Robert won the game. I'm glad Frank was proud and Marie was happy for Robert. Everyone was happy, and it all worked out. Overall, mm-hmm. pretty good uh, pretty good day for the Barones. Honestly, sure was. yes. And it's been a pretty good day for us. Uh, would you guys believe we're, we've only been recording for an hour and 36 minutes? Holy this shit. This is yeah, going to be a svelte, speedy little episode, and thank God for that. So yeah, we, We've had a couple of uh, long ones recently. Oh, my God, so. yes. Sure have. We, have had... could, uh, we could use a little break. <laughs> Some seriously beefy episodes, but not this one. There's only one last thing to say, though. Thank you for listening, and uh, please rate and review this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us at Barone Zone on Instagram at Facebook. Visit us on the r slash Everybody Loves Raymond. We'll poke around there from time to time. Head to postfund.info slash ads to support our sponsors. And of course, remember, keep this in your heart forever. Deep down. As we say our classic sign-off, everybody loves Raymond. And And we we love you. you. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.